0: Hey, I'm Chris Barnes, and welcome to episode four of Amplified Wellness. Hey, it's Chris here, and welcome to Amplified Wellness Podcast. Today, I have a very special guest coming to you all the way from the USA, Dr. Dan Angle. How are you doing, Dr. Dan?
1: I'm good, Chris. Good to be with you today.
0: Thank you so much. Dr. Dan, I've recently finished reading this absolute gem of a book uh, that you've recently uh, written, The Concussion Repair Manual. Uh, can't wait to discuss that uh, in this podcast. It's really made a, a massive impact uh, on, on me personally, uh, and I'll explain why. But I just wanted to um, uh, introduce you, Aussie listeners, who may not uh, have had a chance to read this book yet, and just uh, learn a little bit more about you and your background Uh as a board certified psychiatrist and, uh, and you operate a functional medicine clinic. Uh, can you tell us a bit, bit about how you entered that field?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was a peak performing athlete of a variety of different sports for 25, close to 30 years, ended up having a half a dozen pretty severe concussions. And the docs I was working with at the time, the last of which was in my medical training, I got turned upside down in the snowboard park and put an eight inch crack in the back of my helmet and was like, okay, I gotta, (laughs) I gotta take care of this. And the neurologist I was working with at the time didn't have any good treatments. We have great diagnostics as allopathic neurologists. We have lousy therapeutics. So for the last uh, 15 years or so, I've just been researching the things that heal the brain and get the brain back online, especially after bonking it really, really strong. So I work with a lot of athletes in a variety of different combat sports like Football, hockey, soccer, fighting, and uh, essentially help them get their brains back online as well. Well, wow. and uh,
0: did you notice some some cognitive decline with with your concussions? I believe you had um, six six or more serious concussions.
1: Yeah, yeah. Problems with attention, focus, concentration, memory, mood, sleep, light noise, sound sensitivity. Uh, it was just really hard to be around a lot of stimulation. And it was yeah. just really hard for me to, like, focus, remember what I was doing, and then be able to utilize that information.
0: So there's some of the telltale signs. If, if somebody suffered a concussion in the past, if they're having those kind of symptoms, uh, it's an indication that there may be some brain damage there?
1: Yeah, and most people don't appreciate the fact that you don't have to lose consciousness in order to have a concussion. You actually don't even have to technically hit your head in order to have well. a concussion. For example, a lot of people have concussions uh, from whiplash injuries while driving. And so if you're driving 30, 40, 50 miles an hour and all of a sudden you go to a complete stop, you may swing forward, but your head doesn't necessarily have to like smash on the steering wheel or on the dashboard. It's this wow. significant acceleration and deceleration injury. So when the brain's pitched forward, we pitched backward in the skull really fast, then it shears a lot of those axons and you can get this weakening of the blood brain barrier. And then you get this inflammatory load in the brain.
0: I, th- I think that was one of the biggest takeaways. I was, I was chatting with my wife, uh, uh, after reading this book and, and also in the lead up to having this uh, this call with you. And, and she was under, unaware. She had a, a history of horse riding uh, in early childhood as well, and the amount of times that she's been thrown off the horse. So this um, experience of traumatic brain injury is fairly far-reaching, isn't it? It's not just specific to people that play contact sports. It can really affect anybody. Is that right?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's probably one of the best summary statements. And We want to generate as much public awareness of the issues as possible so I end up working with a lot of clients you know like your average person walking down the street slipping on ice and bonking the back of their head or in a car wreck and having a whiplash injury all the way up to athletes that are bonking their heads on a regular basis (laughs) (laughs)
0: well that was definitely me Uh, 15 years of Uh, semi-professional rugby league here I'm not sure if you're you're, uh, that familiar with rugby league but it's probably on par with with your NFL over there absolutely you guys are at
1: least a little bit smarter in how you tackle and I think that's it's embedded into the sport because you're not walking around with these big pads (laughs) and these sharp helmets that you're using as weapons I mean there's yeah yeah a little bit more understanding but yeah rugby's an intense combat sport
0: Oh, it's brutal. I, I personally, like, I've I've suffered several concussions. Many um, that I, I wasn't completely unconscious, and I think that's the thing. Like, especially in 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 sport, there's so many people playing sport where they may suffer a minor concussion, like you said, but just continue to play and and play, and that's really really quite dangerous, isn't it, to suffer multiple uh, concussions one after the other?
1: Yeah, that's the biggest concern, especially in the acute arena. So if somebody, you know, if they've got just their passion, you know, fired up for the game, I totally get it. I've been in that arena as well. Mm-hmm. And and then you put multimillion dollar contracts on top of that. So the, it's hard to leave the game uh, if you have had your bell rung, but maybe you didn't lose consciousness and, you know, the standard party line is just, you know, kind of get back in there and shake it off as soon as you can. But yeah. the danger is stacking another significant head head injury on top of a, an acute one, like within within hours or days, because the brain's yeah. still healing. And if you put two concussions at that point together, then the x the the detriments and the long term ramifications are exponentially worse.
0: You, you speak about uh, detrimental outcomes where in a time where dementia and Alzheimer's are at an all time high. uh, How important is it for people that suffer a traumatic brain injury to, to act fast with, with an effective protocol to to try and mitigate that the damage being done?
1: Yeah, it's important. Uh, When I was going through my last few concussion care protocols myself, the standard line was go home, get some rest. We hope it gets better. And that's accurate to a certain degree because most mild traumatic brain injuries or i.e. concussions will get better on their own, but it's super frustrating if you've already been at home resting and you still have issues with prob uh focus, attention, concentration, mm-hmm. etc. So we need to know how and when to intervene and where. To really instill some pretty strict return to play protocols. Yes, so seeing yeah. sort of assessments on this on the sideline or as soon as they leave the field with people that are trained and know how to give very clear and concise, effective neurologic examinations, and then how to continue to follow up those examinations to make sure that people are truly ready to enter the arena again.
0: Yeah, sure. And uh I- being a parent, I've got a four-year-old four uh, boy and a, a one-year-old girl. How? What, what are your thoughts on uh, contact sports for children? Is it a concern, or, or do you just need to be mindful of managing managing the the, the traumatic uh, event if it and if it does occur?
1: Yeah, I think both are true. Uh, I'm a big fan of us leading and living the most joyful little. Uh, fun express lives as we can. Uh, I still snowboard on a regular basis and do things that are you know somewhat reckless because I can't con- completely control my environment. Yes. you know especially if you're going down the mountain at 40 miles an hour, you can't control everybody in your path. So I tend to I, I always wear a helmet. I'm as careful as I can be. I don't do as many stupid things as I used to do, but <laughs> thankfully so, um, I still get after it because that really feeds my soul, so to speak. Yeah. And parents, similarly, it's important for our, our young ones to be able to be self-expressed and not live in a bubble and really live their lives. That I being agree. said, I'm super mindful because I work with a lot of kids too about how much they do hit their head. So if uh, they want to, and their parents want them to play football, highly recommend youth sports play flag football and not tackle football, especially with their heads. And with soccer, that they're in a league that doesn't allow headers.
0: Yes. yes.
1: uh, headers in the professional soccer, that was my sport of choice for 20 years, and the reason that I had most of my neurologic deficits, which are oh, wow. <laughs> twenty thousand headers over over <laughs> twenty-year career. It's crazy. And mm. those are pretty significant to the extent that they're they if you're in a if you're a boxer in a boxing ring and you get slugged in the face, it's about twenty to thirty pounds of uh force to your brain. Mm. If you're in uh competitive soccer Game and you're heading a punt out of the air. It's 70 pounds. Oh, wow! <laughs> I know. I didn't have any idea it was significantly worse than being a uh, in a box. <laughs> match. <That's laughs>
0: Nobody <something>. knows that.
1: <laughs> like, wow! I accumulated some serious deficits. Now we're starting to appreciate that even headers to youth in soccer don't have um, a complete neutral effect, mm. and so we need to be as mindful as we can. And so if kids are skiing or skateboarding, snowboarding, et cetera, absolutely imperative to wear a helmet. And oh, to advice. and to just be mindful of how much people, particularly in combat sports, use their heads as weapons.
0: Hmm. So true, so true. The um the book that you've recently um created, the concussion repair manual, I've been applying some of these therapies to myself. Um like I said, 15 years of contact sport and multiple concussions. There's a lot of different uh, therapies and tech in this uh, manual. Is there anything uh, that stands out uh, in your experience and opinion above the others in there for um, relief, healing, uh, damage done to the brain?
1: I'm a huge fan of flotation therapy because everybody can float. It's easy to get into a tank. Um, It might not be easy to find a tank, but there's more and more popping up all the time. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter if you're on medications, not on medications. It's one of the most accelerating healing tools for the nervous system. Uh, I'm sure. also a fan of acupuncture when you okay. know how to use acupuncture really well As and uh, craniosacral therapy. Craniosacral is one of those that doesn't really look like a, a lot is happening but if you work with a craniosacral therapist that knows what they're doing and has just like that magic touch, phenomenal benefits. So, and each of those three can be stacked together.
0: That's Which fantastic. Yeah, I, I've so been doing the, um, the float therapy um, personally. And
1: the, like the, first, oh, the, the first
0: experience I ever had with it was um, disorientating. I, I found it really hard to let go and, and relax in there. Um, probably a sign I needed it more than anything, but the, the consecutive treatments were fantastic, um, so meditative for me. like I just drifted off for an hour and felt so relaxed after it. Um, so I, I do highly rate um, yeah, flotation therapy.
1: Excellent. Yeah, it's like meditation on steroids.
0: <laughs> totally, totally. <laughs> and uh, I guess you get the, um, the, the bath of magnesium salts as well. So
1: yeah, absolutely, good.
0: Is there anything, um, nutritionally that you'd recommend for, for people that have suffered uh, recent or past, uh, traumatic brain injuries, uh, a particular, uh, eating regime, uh, whether it's keto based or, or paleo.
1: Both keto and paleo are preferential. Uh, they're different. Paleo is more like just eat simply kind of like our ancestors. Keto is more low sugar. Um, mm. uh, I targeted uh, fats, moderate proteins, low carbs, and I do a combination of both of those for myself just as a maintenance, but also people, especially if they're in acute concussion care protocol. And then um, increase your antioxidant support, like your um, uh, green leafy vegetables. Uh, if I do any sugars, it's usually blueberries and in a smoothie. Uh, okay. increasing your fats, particularly with things like avocados, super helpful. And fish intake, so you're getting your omega-3s. And if necessary, uh, supplement with extra fish oil, like up to 6 to 10 grams a day, depending on how acute some of okay. the are. Uh, and fish oil is one of those things you really got to be aware of because a lot of them hold toxins and heavy metals.
0: Sure, so sure. No
1: supplement you're getting has been assayed and um, extracted of any toxins or at least looked at for heavy metals. Um, Yeah, yeah. Last supplement is CBD or cannabidiol, which is the non-psychoactive form in uh, medical marijuana.
0: What uh, I've seen a lot of the the CBD oils coming onto the market, in particular over in the States and Canada. I haven't seen too many here in Australia yet. What are some of the benefits of consuming um, CBD oils, especially for, for brain health?
1: Yeah, it's neuro-reparative as well as neuroprotective. So that means you can use it as a maintenance regimen, especially if you know you're going to be in high-risk environment. Uh, so if I'm going to be like barreling down the mountain at 30 miles an hour, it's good <laughs> to be on board just in case I catch an edge and eat it. Yeah, um, yeah. And in the acute care phase, it's really good for decreasing inflammation in the brain. Okay. We use a lot of that in our clinic. Uh, Do probably- you? It's probably one of the number one supplements that we use. And the dose range is pretty wide, very few side effects. And there's a reason that the US government has had a medical patent on marijuana for the last twenty five years as an antioxidant and as a neuroprotectant. So the government knows how good Mm -hmm. it is for the brain. And yet it's still stuck in Schedule One, illegal (laughs) enough. Uh, and there's a reason that CBD is really starting to take off because people are finding it beneficial, either for cognition or for brain improvement. That's, yeah, great, great point there. Um,
0: I know we, we have limited time, we've got a, a couple of minutes left. To, to wrap things up, is it ever too late to start applying some of these protocols out of your, your latest book? If somebody suffered a, a brain trauma 10, 15, 20 years ago, can they? rectify and turn that around by applying these principles
1: totally so our clinic at revive uh you can go to revive we're outside of denver we see client our specialization is in concussion recovery traumatic brain injury recovery stroke recovery we see clients that have been uh recently concussed or stroked you know days late as well as years later go through our protocol and get significant benefit and and we put a huge number in our clinic of the treatments that I put in the book. It's never too late. Uh, And it's really refreshing to see people that have had symptoms for up to 10 years, get benefit and start to live their lives again. Uh, Oftentimes just going through this usual medical establishment um, is really pessimistic and, and frustrating because we, in the usual medical regime, we don't have great therapeutics. We have good diagnostics, mm. but we don't have great therapeutics. And so it was up to us to really put together the protocols that work for people getting their brain back on. And it's, it's super rewarding to see if people have had headaches or problems with dizziness or balance or coordination or memory be able to get significantly better.
0: That's fantastic. I guess one of the big takeaways from your book, uh, this – can support people that don't have traumatic brain injury. Uh, There's so many therapies and and technology in here that just optimise brain function and health. Uh, So I I highly encourage everybody listening to go and get a copy of this book. Uh, Whether you've had a a head trauma or not, you've probably had head traumas and you you don't even realise. But this is a great read and and, and a great resource to have for your entire family, especially uh, if you've got children that are playing sport Um,
1: yeah, I know that we've been sorry the making Chris. So the, the acronym cream CRM stands for concussion repair manual You could also make the acronym BOM, BOM brain optimization manual mm. and the Points a good one, which is the, the many of the therapeutics that help the brain heal Are the same ones that help the brain optimize we just tweak the variables Which means yes. how frequently you would do it to what intensity how you would stack it with other things but most of the things in there not only are they good for healing they're good for optimization yeah
0: mm, precisely i know we've only just scratched the surface on this and i, I know just from following your background you have a vast knowledge of uh, so many different uh, facets of, of integrative medicine and indigenous plant medicine uh, i'd love to uh, have you back on amplified wellness down the line and and, and get maybe some questions from our listeners to uh, be specific with that as well. So I'd love to invite you back down the line, Dr. Dan, and thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to be on this show.
1: Yeah, you're welcome, Chris. I look forward to our next conversation. Fabulous. Cool. Thanks so much,
0: mate.